Welcome to the She Connects podcast. My name is Susan Vandenhubel, and I am honored to be your host each and every week. This is an extension of my ministry, She Rises, that allows me to connect with women in the online space. You can learn more about me and my ministry at www.sherisesmn.org or simply tap the link in the show notes. But for now, let's dive into this week's episode. Hey everyone, how are you doing? I hope that this week's episode finds you doing well, healthy, and staying warm. Here in Minnesota, we are kind of starting to feel a little bit of a refresher from the bitter cold temperatures that we had back in January, and I have resumed prayer walks outside, and the other day, I actually heard some birds singing, so I'll take that any day. (laughs) any day. All right. So I want to hop right into this week's episode. This has been a message that the Lord really started speaking to me back, I would say, uh, several weeks ago. And, you know, I think that as I'm going to kind of get into this a little bit, I think that sometimes when God begins to show us something, there's there's a wisdom, there's a place of wisdom and maturity where, you know, you kind of hold it, you like Mary, you know, you ponder it in your heart and you, you know, you really kind of sit with it and allow his Holy Spirit to, you know, just speak into it and show you everything that he wants to show you, everything that he wants to give you revelational insight about and sometimes it's it's for you know you sometimes it's for someone you know close to you a family member a friend sometimes it's meant for corporately like capital C the big the the big C church and i just think that there's a lot of wisdom and maturity in sort of just sitting and pondering god what do you want me to do with what you're showing me and this week's message i i titled it fresh courage. There's there's a passage of scripture that I have just been sitting in for, like I said, several weeks now, just sort of been marinating in it and just really allowing the Holy Spirit to speak to me and show me the things that he wanted to show me because I've been reading the Bible for almost 30 years now. And I don't say that to say I'm all that in a bag of chips or that I'm better than anyone else. I say that to say that, you know, I've been reading the Bible long enough that this passage of scripture, this story is something that I'm, you know, I've read before. I've, I've, um, I've actually preached on this. I've written about it. I've heard messages. I've read other, other books where authors are, are teaching on this passage of scripture. And, and yet I think that there's also this place of wisdom and maturity where, you know what? it is very wise that you and I never become quote unquote familiar with the Bible in a way that we feel like there's nothing else that we can learn, that there's nothing else that we can be shown, that we've come so far, we've come far enough that there's no longer anything else to plummet the depths of in God's word. That 
is not even biblical. And I would even go on record and to say that is dangerous. That is dangerous uh, doctrine right there. That is dangerous teaching. I, I would really have a lot of red flags if someone was wanting me to believe that I've learned everything that I could ever learn in God's word. Hebrews chapter four, verse 12 tells us that the word of God is living and active. And so the word of God, it isn't something that we should approach haphazardly, just kind of taking it for granted or thinking that uh, we can approach it casually in that I've already learned everything that I can learn. The, the Bible is not a book that we read and then we you know set it on a shelf because it's not like any other book that it has been written. It just isn't. It is the word of God. And so I say all that to say that there are, there are things that we can learn, you know, throughout, throughout our journey in, um, in faith and, and with God. And so always approach the word of God with fresh eyes fresh ears, um, open heart, open hands, open eyes, open ears, and just asking the Lord, God, what is it that you want to show me? What is the daily bread that you want to give to me today? Holy Spirit, come and lead and guide this time of reading and help me to understand, help me to see, help me to hear whatever it is that God is wanting to show me today. You know, I, I know that I, I have a prophetic gift and if I'm, if I'm going to be honest, I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on this, but, uh, over, you know, like there were a few years there where I felt a little silenced and I kind of shrank back because, uh, in operating in this gift, because I was in an environment that really kind of just felt like, you know, you know, women and female and, you know, all of that, we need to be quiet. And I'm not going to get into all that. I've done a whole episode on how Jesus championed women. You can go back and, and scroll through and find that in the episodes where it says how Jesus viewed women or something like that. Anyway, it's not that far back, but I, I did, I, I kind of shrank back and because I was in an environment where that gift in me just was not supported, not encouraged and not championed in me. And I, you know, looking back, I have to say that it wasn't just women. I mean, there were men as well. And so sometimes it's just the environment that we're in where it's just not something that is encouraged and embraced and and the I think the sad thing about that is the body, like the body of Christ misses out on what God is wanting to communicate to his church. And, you know, we see Paul, the apostle Paul in first Corinthians chapter 14, when he's talking about the gifts of the spirit. And he says, you know, speaking in tongues, being baptized in the Holy spirit and speaking in tongues is great, but I wish that all of you would prophesy because when we prophesy and then you know, so really what we're doing is communicating God's heart to, to the body of Christ. The apostle Paul says that we are edified, that we're built up, that we're encouraged and that we're spurred on in our faith. And so I, I just really realized that, and, and God did a, um, just a lot of deep inner healing and work on the inside of me. And I no longer give attention and just allow myself to be distracted by people who are committed to misunderstanding me. That is one of the things that I'm quitting this year. I am quitting giving those voices 
you know, just a, a place in, in my life. I, I'm just not doing it anymore. All right. So enough of that. So the passage of scripture that has just really been speaking so loudly to me is from Mark's gospel, chapter five and verses 21 through 42. I, you know, sat down like I do every single day. I've been doing it for almost 30 years opening up my Bible and doing some, doing just some devotional time, making room for the Lord to speak to me. And I, um, this particular day I was taken to Mark's gospel and I read something in, in this passage of, of scripture that just really quickened me. It quickened my spirit. And like I said, I've just been marinating in it for some time. And just the the backstory here, I don't have time to read the entire passage of scripture, but I would humbly encourage you to dig out Mark's gospel chapter five and read it for yourself verses 21 through 42 and allow the spirit of God to speak to you. But the backstory is I really, I really think that it's important to understand just to kind of set this up, if you will, for what I believe God spoke to my heart, because I believe that this week's episode is really a word straight from the Lord for you and for me. I believe that it's a now word, and I believe that it's going to encourage you, champion you forward, and spur you on. Jesus, in this passage of scripture, he's on his way to heal a young girl. Scripture tells us that she's 12 years old, a ruler had come to Jesus, you know, he had heard that Jesus was healing people, that that people were receiving miracles, that signs, wonders, and miracles were following Jesus's teaching, and the man was desperate. His girl, his little girl, had died, and so he came, um, you know, she had been sick, and, and, and so he comes to Jesus, and he says, please, Come and heal my daughter. And so Jesus, moved by compassion, he, you know, follows this man. And, you know, he's got a crowd that is following him because he's, you know, now got this reputation. And so people are following Jesus. And Jesus is following this ruler. He's, you know, he's going to go to the man's house. He's going to lay hands on this girl and, and just really believe for a miracle to take place in this young girl's life. When lo and behold, another woman approaches Jesus, and you probably have heard about this woman. She is the woman with the issue of blood, and she had been bleeding for 12 years, and that's just a whole nother miraculous story, just so full of depth and just life-changing truths found in her story. But she reaches out, and, and again, I, I don't want to spend a whole lot of time uh, talking about her story, but it is really powerful. She reaches out to just touch the hem of her of his garment because she too has heard of the, the miracle power of Jesus to touch and to heal people. And she had been unclean and just ostracized by society. And so I don't know that she was necessarily looking to be, be noticed. She wasn't looking to rock the boat or anything. She just really wanted a miracle. And she sees Jesus. She recognizes this is her opportunity. She seizes the opportunity. She sees kind of like a, a little hole, if you will, 
in the crowd. She seizes the opportunity. She reaches through and just grazes the hem of Jesus's garment. He stops because he knows that power has just gone out from him and that someone had just received a healing. Someone had just received their miracle. He stops and he notices her. Well, I like to say that he doesn't just notice her, that he sees her, that he calls her daughter. And he engages in this conversation with, with this woman. And it's, it's just so powerful. It's so powerful. Well, while Jesus is talking to this woman, someone close to the little girl's uh, father said to her, said to him, your daughter is now dead. Your daughter is dead. Why trouble the teacher any further? The teacher being Jesus. I want you to really just kind of pause and I want you to really just kind of like Picture this in your mind because this is really powerful. The, the ruler approaches Jesus and Jesus is moved by compassion. He's on his way. He's following this young girl's father to the man's house. Insert this woman with the issue of blood. I wonder today who is listening, who feels like maybe your miracle, your answer to prayer, your breakthrough, your promise from God being fulfilled has somehow been hijacked by something else. Maybe maybe you've been um, someone who has been standing in a prayer line waiting for someone to pray over you. And then, you know, someone, the people in front of you receive prayer. And then the, the person that, that was uh, extending hands to people and praying over them, all of a sudden, like their time is up and they need to go. And you feel like, man, my breakthrough has been hijacked. Someone else is getting their breakthrough. Someone else is receiving their miracle. And now I'm just going to return to my seat and I'm just going to walk out the same way that I walked in. There's hope for you. Hold on, sister, because the God of the breakthrough is about to break through for you. So this man, this the father of this young 12-year-old little girl, hears someone, someone close to him say, your daughter is dead. Why trouble the teacher any further? So we fast forward in Mark's gospel, chapter five. Jesus, he still proceeds after adding value and seeing and 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 just really making a connection with this woman with the issue of blood in Jesus's mind he believes and he he has this position of of faith that says you know what i can minister to this woman with the issue of blood and you know what ruler dad of of, of the, your sick little girl. You know what? I still see you and I still have power left on the inside of me to come and to meet the need of your little girl. The promise is still on. The dream is still on. What I say is still on. It is still active. And so Jesus, he carries on. He starts putting one foot in front of the other and he continues to follow this dad to his home. 
he gets there and, you know, people are, are just, you know, they're in the house, they're outside the house, picture the scene. People are mourning the young girl's death. And Jesus, out of his mouth, he says something that, I mean, just really kind of rocks their world that just seems so audacious and so ridiculous, so upside down. He says, she's not dead. She's only sleeping. <laughs> and so can you picture this scene? Okay. So the, the dad has been told she's dead. You know, why bother? Forget it. You know, we're going to have to have a funeral service. The mourners are there. We're making plans. It's over. He gets there. There's mourners there. They're, they're wailing, scripture says. And of course, in their minds, in their hearts, it's over. You were too late. You should have been here earlier. If only you would have come here earlier. If only you wouldn't have stopped to talk to that woman with the issue of blood who has been who has been bleeding and in that situation, she's been unclean for 12 years. Certainly, if she's been waiting for 12 years, she can wait another few minutes. No, no, no. But you had to stop and you had to talk to her. And now look at the result of that. My little girl has died. And Jesus in his heart, in his mind, he is he is just like, no, no, no. It's not over until I say that it's over. And the people are ridiculing him, scripture tells us, and he puts the mockers out of the room. He puts them out of the room, which is just a whole nother episode, a whole nother a message that, you know, I've preached on that entire passage of scripture that he puts the people out of the room. There is so much in just that, um, just that passage of scripture that I don't have time to get into, but he puts the mockers out of the room and he takes the child by the hand and he says this, Talitha Kumi, Talitha Kumi which is Arabic, is in the language of the Aramaic language, which translate in our English language, little girl, I say to you, arise. Little girl, I say to you, arise. And scripture says that this 12-year-old little girl who had died arose up out of that bed. She arose up out of that bed. This is the word that is on my heart for you. This is the word that is on my heart that I believe that God is saying to anyone that will receive it by faith. Those of you that are tired, that are weary, that want to quit, that want to let go of God's promises, that you are beginning to question if you heard right, that the things in the world are just really beginning to feel too heavy. You have had a lack of support, a lack of encouragement. He is saying to you today, woman, arise. Woman, arise. This is your hour. This is your season. Woman, daughter of God. Daughter of the King of Kings, arise. This is your time. This is your season. In Psalm 138, it says that he, at the moment I cried out to you, you strengthened me and you breathed fresh courage into my soul. Again, that's Psalm 138. And I believe, 
I believe with every fiber of my being that that is exactly what God wants to do at She Rises in May as we gather for the annual women's conference, that he wants to bring revival of strength, revival of courage, revival to dreams and promises, revival to callings and gifts, that he wants to breathe fresh courage into the hearts, into the souls of the women of God, that he wants to bring a revival of hope, a revival of unwavering faith, a revival of joy, that he wants to encourage you, that you maybe have felt like you have been isolated and and maybe you have felt misunderstood. Maybe you have been in a season of loneliness that God would want you to know today that he is bringing people around you who get you, who understand the message that you're carrying, who will champion you forward in your gifts and in your callings that he is saying to you again, that he is saying to you today, woman of God, arise. Warrior woman of God, it is time to arise. It is time for you to rise. This is your hour. This is your season. Right now, right now, it's not over. God isn't finished with you. He has not forgotten what he has promised to you. He has not forgotten about the dreams that he's placed on the inside of you. He has not forgotten the promise, the vision, um, the things that he has spoken to you. It is time to dust those things off, to pull them out, to pull them out of the, the tote that maybe you neatly packed them away and just place them in the basement of your heart. It is time to unpack those, brush the dust off of them because God God is breathing fresh courage into them in Jesus' name. This is our marching season, sister. That is what God is saying to you. This is your marching season, that you don't have to pack up and walk away and let go of dreams that have, that have yet to be fulfilled, promises that have yet to be fulfilled. Don't pack up and, and walk away because I believe that God is saying to us in this hour that we are on the cusp of something great, that, that we are on the cusp of a, of a mighty, powerful move of God in this hour, in this world, that, that all people are going to know that we serve a God who is alive, that we serve a God who is um, seated on high, that he is El Elyon, the most high God. You know, in the book of Joshua, which is in the Old Testament, Joshua chapter six. It's again, a familiar passage of scripture. It's about the walls of Jericho. And, um, you know, the walls were, they were thick and they were tall. And I mean, just really deep, really high. You can read about, you know, just, just how fortified the, the city was and, and how through man's eye, it just looked impossible. It looked daunting. But you know what? You and I are called to be people who partner our faith with what heaven declares over our lives, over the promises of God, over our callings, over our giftings. Um, we are called to be people who are fully aligned to kingdom principles, not to, um, not to things of this world. We are called higher than this world. That's who we are. We are people who we're, we're in the world 
but we're not of the world. That's who we are. That is who we are. So in Joshua chapter six, they receive the children of Israel. You know, they, they receive this, this command to march around the walls of Jericho and to stay silent, to stay silent. And when, when Joshua gives the command that, you know, they hear the, the sound of the ram's horn, that that is the moment that they are to shout. And when they shout, the walls would be torn down. I want to encourage you today to stay, to, to keep marching. Don't walk away from your post to keep marching. That this is not our, this is not the season. This is not the time to be distracted by all of the other voices that want your attention in this world. To not be distracted by critics, those who maybe don't support you, those that maybe don't understand you, to not be distracted by the opinions or what's going on in this world. Because as women of God, we do not take our marching orders from anything in this world. You and I, we march to a different beat because we are kingdom women. We are kingdom-minded women. That's who we are. That's who you are. And so we read in Joshua chapter 6, Stay quiet until you hear the command. Stay quiet. Keep marching until you hear the command. And do you know on a particular day, the seventh time, the seventh time around those walls, they heard the ram's horn, they heard the voice, they heard the command, and they shouted, and the walls fell down. The walls fell down. It is so important. That passage of scripture is just so rich and so, so deep. There's so much depth and so much, just so, so much that we can apply to our faith and to our situation. But what I want to encourage you as I'm wrapping up this week's episode is what if the people had given up the fifth time around? What if the people had given up on the sixth time around. They were on the cusp of a miracle. The people of God were on the cusp of a major display of God's power and God's might in their midst. God was about to show up in a really mighty and powerful way. But you know what? God, we are partners with God. And as we read throughout the Bible from Genesis to Revelation, we are partners with God. He has a role. We have a role. You and I, we can't do his and he won't do ours. It is time for us to activate our faith and once again, dust off the promises of God, dust off the things that, that God has spoken to us and allow him to breathe fresh courage on the inside of us. And once again, say, you know what? My God is alive. My God is at work in my life. My God is at work in my family and in my marriage and in this world and in my church and in my situation. And I'm going to keep marching because I believe by faith, by faith, I believe that I am on the cusp of something. I'm on the cusp of, of God moving 
powerfully in my life. And I know, I recognize the season that I'm in and I'm going to choose to hear the voice of Jesus. And I'm going to say, it is time for me to rise up in this hour, to start marching if I stopped and to keep marching if I'm feeling weary and tired and I want to give up because it's coming. It is coming. This is your marching season, sister. This is your marching season. And warrior woman of God, we need you. We need you. The army of God, the the, the big C, um, the capital C, the church, we need you. The body of Christ, we need you. We need you. We need your voice. We need your light. We need the, the gifts that are lying on the inside of you. We need you to be running in the lane, marching in the lane that God has called you to. We need your voice. Keep shining. Keep lifting your voice. Keep stepping forward. Keep marching. Don't quit. Don't give in. Don't allow, don't allow weariness. Don't allow discouragement or anything else to take you out because we need you. And if I can humbly encourage you, there is just something so powerful when we decide to pull away from the noise, when we decide to pull away from life as we know it, and we posture ourselves, we position ourselves in, in a room that is, that is filled with like-minded women who are on the same journey as we are, who are hungry for God, running after the heart of God. When we gather together, there's, there's something that happens on the inside of us when we are in an atmosphere of faith, when we are in an atmosphere of, of miracles, when we are in an atmosphere of, of worship and, and an open heaven. And I believe that that is what we are on the cusp of at She Rises in May. And we want you to be there. We have a seat with your name on it. Invest in your spiritual life. Invest in your faith. Uh, Make an investment. I believe that God will honor you for doing that. You can find all of the information, all of the details, location, tickets, the speakers, um, all of the things that you need to know, including who we're partnering with this year so that you can be a part of that at, uh, at the link in the show notes. But I just want to encourage you that God sees you, he hears you, he knows you, he couldn't love you any more than he loves you right now at this very moment, and he wants to breathe fresh courage into your soul. I love you. Hope that this was encouraging to you. Who else in your sphere of influence needs to hear this message? Encourage them today. Share the podcast on your um, social media platforms or with someone, text someone, tell them that they need to listen. Let's encourage one another because, listen, we need one another, right? We need one another. We need to know that we are flanked on the left and on the right by sisters in Christ. Let's, Let's encourage one another. Let's remind one another what is true, what God is, what God has said. Let's remind one another what we know to be true about the nature of God. All right, take care. I hope that this, like I said, I hope that this encouraged you. I'll catch you next time. 
Thank you so much for joining me this week. It was great connecting with you. Hey, would you do me a quick favor that would mean the world to me? Would you go ahead and leave a few stars and a review or even a comment? It not only means so much to me, but in the online space and the podcasting world, the more stars, reviews, and comments that a podcast receives, the further the reach. It ranks up a little bit higher in Google searches, which then results in reaching more women with this amazing content. So if you are blessed and enjoying, you know, just the content that you are hearing here on the podcast, would you go ahead and leave a few stars, a review, and some comments? It means the world to me. Thank you so much, and I'll catch you right back here, same place, same time, next week.